0: The world can seem upside down at times, which has set me on a journey in search for love, truth, and ultimately personal freedom. I'm on a mission to help people find peace and healing so that each of us as individuals, and ultimately the collective, can be free from whatever keeps us stuck and skews our view of just how beautiful this life can be. Welcome to The Lucas Mack Show. Welcome to episode number one of the Lucas Mac show. Everyone, thank you so much for joining. As you can see, I've rebranded the podcast. It's been a long time coming. I know I talked about it uh, in the last few episodes and then I took a break because it took some time to get this going, Um, but really, really excited about the podcast. I'm going to change up the format a little bit. I'm going to do something at the end of every podcast, which I start with today with my amazing guests, and I'm excited to introduce her in just a moment. But I just want to talk about this journey of creating this podcast. So I started podcasting in 20, the end of 2017. I did two episodes. And at the time when I started the podcast, I was so nervous. I was reading a script. Um, and the script was essentially the premise of doing to others is that what you would want done into yourself and don't do unto others, that which you would not want done unto yourself. And I talked about the golden rule and relational relativism and, and this whole philosophical worldview that I have of how to treat one another. But the podcast evolved and early on in this podcast, back in 2018, I was bringing on business um, leaders and we're talking about how to make an impact in people's lives. And it evolved into more spiritual podcasts. And now where it's at is a podcast that I really want to bring to the world. Un- unashamed, uninhibited of what others think. Really, I believe that it is time to heal in such a massive way. But I, what I'm understanding is that a lot of people don't, you know, the normal person, I guess, the average person or those that may be still asleep to so much that is going on in the world, they might not think that they need to heal. And that's where I think a big gap is in the world that we experience right now and the world that we want to create together. And it all begins with healing. It begins with our pursuit of love and truth and ultimately personal freedom so that we can be the beacons of light in this world that are so desperately needed The awakening is happening, and it's so beautiful to watch. It's so beautiful to have conversations that just years ago, just a few years ago, were deemed um, just not politically correct or just not the norm or the zeitgeist. So this podcast, um, moving forward, The Lucas Mack Show, is me. I'm still going to bring guests on, but I'm certainly going to continue with solo episodes and a more commentary on... Um, the world that we see more commentary on, um, events that are taking place, also that you, as well as myself, feel comfortable to walk in the presence of love, to release all that no longer serves us, to receive all the beauty and all the love that is waiting for you and I right now. So that's what this podcast is. What it will be, and I'm honored to have you join me in this journey. Without delay, I want to talk about my amazing, beautiful, and powerful guest, Sloane Lauger. Sloane and I, we—you'll hear in this episode of how we got connected. But she's she's profound. She's a deep well, and she um, comes from the corporate world, but also the personal development and healing world. And she's brought these two worlds together to hold space for many, many, many people to heal, especially women. She has a beautiful heart for um, the female energy to heal. So you'll hear in this podcast, her story. At the end of this podcast, I was on Sloan's show that she is releasing this summit with all these amazing speakers, doctors and um, transformative leaders to help people heal. I'm gonna put that link in there. Make sure you sign up in the show notes, Um, go to that, it's free and just have a great time receiving all the love that people are pouring out. Um, and you'll get to hear my talk on Sloan's summit as well. Without any further delay, brothers and sisters, welcome to the Lucas Max Show, and here's Sloan. Well, everyone, as you heard, this is the very first episode of the rebranded, the Lucas Max Show. And I could not think of a better, sweeter, more pure soul to bring as my first guest on the Lucas Max show, um, then Sloan Longer. Sloan, sis, you are such a warm and soft and guiding light. And like, you know, I watch your Instagram stories and I always, I just, when I'm getting ready in the morning and I'm blessing, I'm like, man, that's such a good word. Oh, that's such a good word. So I'm honored to have you on and thank you for coming and being a guest.
1: Thank you. I'm so excited, incredibly excited and grateful and I love your podcast yeah. so much. Thanks. I'm so jazzed at the the reemergence as mm-hmm. you, the Lucas Mac show because your name is it's strength, it's courage, it's mm-hmm. peace and whenever I hear your name or think of you, it really it really gives me the support anytime I am putting a story on Instagram or showing somewhere I'm like I know you have my back. I know you yeah. understand. And you're one of those people for so many people. So thank you. I appreciate you.
0: Thanks. <laughs> well, I'm gonna cry now and uh, how are we gonna start this? Uh, thank you. Um, Sis, so first of all, before we get into what you got going on in the world, just let's back up and share your story of where you're from and, and how we even got connected um, through that path, because so many beautiful souls have emerged um, on that life path.
1: Yes, yeah. absolutely. I will give a long story short around this. I grew up in small town Saskatchewan in Canada, in the Midwest, for those who know or those who don't, kind of above North Dakota. I going well, to fast forward to age 22. I was lucky to work for one of the best corporations at the time in the world, Baker Hughes, Mm -hmm. where I learned so much about teamwork and core values and various things. Fast forward to 2007 got laid off when the rest of the world was shuffling itself, moved back to Canada, got into the financial service industry, was in that industry and absolutely loved it for so long until something just didn't feel right, right? Mm -hmm. Which is so tough because we can love what we do, love our team, love who we're working with, but when something inside of us just goes like, okay, it's time, you kind of you just gotta move on without totally knowing that the next step is right in terms mm. of trusting the process, which is a phrase that is mighty familiar yes. to us. Yes. From there, I I left a very secure and stable industry. The financial services industry was that to me. Mm. And I started doing management consulting and business coaching, which was just an an innate gift and fueled my soul at the time until uh, there was a breakdown. And the breakdown happened in 2018. It I started waking up on my spiritual path more and more. In about 2012, in 2017, I got more curious. I was like, there's things that are breaking down in my life and I can't really put my finger on them, which I then saw people doing this transformational program that I didn't really know what it was about, mm-hmm. but I would see the before and after. So someone I hired to coach me through business at the time, one of the very first people who's actually from Seattle, Devaney Freeman.
0: Oh, yeah. Like in yeah.
1: 2015. I saw her go through this program and I was like, what happened? I'm like, she was like this loving person before. And the after was just like, it's like her, her heart exploded on the outside of her body and her just expansiveness and her business. And I'm like, what even happened? So I'm like, whatever she did, I'm like, I'm doing it. So I enrolled in this program. This is where B- Lucas and I yes. met. And it just was a really formidable emotional intelligence experience, which was a gift at the time. Yet I was still experiencing breakdowns, breakdowns in my life. Mm. And I always say, I'm like, God will either nudge you to make changes or he will shake you. And apparently I needed shaking. So I was in a life-threatening car accident that I, I walked out of, like literally walked out of my vehicle without a scratch physically on my body. But I had PTSD living all around my body. I didn't know I was living with this. I just knew something was wrong. And I was in a constant state of hypervigilance. And I also didn't know that I had long-term post-concussion symptoms. I was just like, why am I sensitive to noise? Why am I sensitive to light? Why am I withdrawn from people? Why can't I stay awake? All of these things, all while trying to, like, kind of navigate life and navigate business. And I was like, one of the side effects of this was, like, I felt unsafe in my body, which, like, brings me to my work today. But I was like, this unsafeness in my body caused me to feel unsafe showing up to be my work. So when you're an entrepreneur, that's a breakdown. Because if you can't be seen, if you can't use your voice, like, right. I, I, I lost my voice in the accident, too. Um, that's a problem. So from that point forward, I was figuring things out. I co-created a consumer product, which was something good to focus on at the time. Still not my thing, but something I was in alignment with sustainable animals, et cetera. Mm. Um, Fast forward through COVID. I was supporting people coaching around post-traumatic stress and around concussion because that's what I was going through at the time. And I was like, I'm not necessarily the person for these specific topics, but I've learned so much on them. And I think one of the most important things we can do is get real world feedback from people on what happened, what's working, what's not working, where are you misunderstood? Where do you wish you were understood? What do you want? Mm -hmm. So after hundreds or probably a hundred of those conversations, I'm like, okay, I see a common theme and to create support around anxiety traumatic stress anything and there's so many of us in the world who have had an experiential trauma or smaller traumas over time and they're none of them are the same or similar but they're all equally they all equally matter to us because they're our own individual experience I was like what are the things that self-healed me that everybody does on a daily basis anyway and how can I support and the big, the biggest thing was really sleep nutrition. Number one, there is a way to eat to create neutrality or harmony in the body versus stimulating your nervous system. Mm. So I just kind of naturally did what I needed to do yeah. and then sleep, which is not something that I was intentionally like, I'm going to go to sleep and I'm going to wake up feeling refreshed. However, when you are in a state of post-traumatic stress, your body's constantly in fight or flight. So at the time I was waking up And I was so exhausted. I was like, I slept for like eight or 10 hours because I couldn't Mm -hmm. stay awake. So these concussion symptoms, I'm still exhausted waking up. I'm like, what's the deal? And then all of a sudden I started waking up feeling more refreshed. I'm like, okay, I'm like, what's the theme? And I had started lucid dreaming, which is something that I did. Oh, cool. And the thing with that, and I will take a pause soon.
0: No, uh, this is amazing.
1: But the thing with lucid dreaming is in our dream and sleep stage, which is like deep REM, and you, you can practice, teach, and learn how to do this and become this, you go deep into a place of your subconscious. And in a place of your subconscious, you can create healing, you can create forgiveness, you can rewrite experiences. And the cool thing about that is your subconscious will always protect you. So oh. it won't release things at the time that you can't deal with. And then it will actually, at a certain point too, when you are able to deal with certain things, it will push to the surface, whatever those things are. So you can acknowledge them, release them and move on when you wake up. So like our subconscious lives throughout our body. It's our muscle memory. So in my self-healing, in terms of the dreaming, the moving, it's like, it has a lot to do with the body, like small, subtle things, not jarring things, but just creating consistency and creating connection. It's Mm -hmm. so interesting around the word connection too, because when we're disconnected in our body, we're disconnected in our outer reality, right? So that's why it's so important to create Mm -hmm. harmony in our body. If we've had um, an emotional experience or trauma or anxiety to just really create that connection with ourselves. So when we create or when we interact with the outside world, there's, there's, a greater
0: ability for peace and connection anyway that's no that's so good i had a friend tell me um yesterday she said i believe heaven is connection and hell is disconnection or maybe it was more strongly worded not disconnection but absence of connection or something like that like in what you're saying makes so much sense. Like when we're, we feel disconnected in our body, we literally are living in hell inside our body. This is
1: actually, this might be a good visual for people too. I, anyone who's had post-traumatic stress has been, has disassociated from their body at various points in time. I was actually listening to a podcast, someone's and she was interviewing an astronaut and the astronaut was talking about like his experience of earth. So he was like, I was like looking back at earth and he was like, I just, I, it was heaven. He's like paradise. Like I could, I was speechless. And I often think to myself, if we could like see who really, we really are, like step outside of ourself and look back, mm. we would realize that we like are, we are paradise. Like we are our heaven on earth. We are this terrain of like absolute beauty, just kind of like growing and expanding in the world. Like if you can picture... Just like, you know, when you look at the sea and you see those sea creatures, it's like they expand and they're colorful and they're just kind of like floating around. I'm like, we're kind of like that. We're, we're heavenous beings all kind of floating around together.
0: It's beautiful. That's such a beautiful analogy. And uh, I was just telling someone yesterday that someone at work in the corporate world, I was we're talking about earth, it's similar to what, what I shared, you know, on your show coming up, which we'll talk about later, but um, talking about earth is an anagram for heart and earth vibrates at the same frequency that our heart vibrates at. And heaven is like, I believe is a conjunction word of heart and even. So the balanced heart is in connection with everything. And so how cool is like, when you're saying like to look back and see the beauty of it's really we can see how connected we are to all this and how harmonious it is it's it's yeah it's beautiful it's heaven it's heaven on earth
1: really love that i think it was around a couple other words you were saying one day and i'm like how did i not not know that those like two words were so impactful together I've mm. got it'll come to me before the end of this but I was like, whoa. I'm like, does everyone
0: else know this? I don't know. It was so good. We have love, to figure it out. I love you know. I uh, I have all these books. When 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 I attempted suicide at the age of 20 and then didn't die and had this radical visceral, I knew there was a God. I just didn't know where to find that God. Like, but I knew there was a divine I so I started <laughs> voraciously consuming every bit of knowledge I could find, religion, spirituality, history. And I really got into language and etymology and the English language and how the English language is a derivative of Hebrew, but they say it's an Aryan language. And it it is, there's so much to this. And then I started seeing all the spells yes, and the words and I'm like, what is happening? Like energy, inner chi our inner Chi is our energy and in this world's trying to siphon off our energy or energy. It's stuff like that. So fun.
1: It really is. Okay. Now that you're, you're saying this, something else important for me to share is coming up. So when I was in the state of self-healing too, in terms of like disassociating from my body, I would like be out of body and kind of staring back at my body, like at this precious, beautiful being. And I would be like, okay, I'm like, the avatar. What is the avatar? What who who is the avatar, and what does the avatar do? And I started talking about this avatar because I knew at the time that whatever state I was in, ah. it was not it wasn't me. I'm like, okay, I'm acknowledging where I'm at, and this is not me. So I would use my words all of the time to speak to myself as my avatar is whole and healthy. My avatar is this. My avatar mm-hmm. is that. The next thing. And words are so important. At the same time, like I have long had a relationship with God and somewhere along my my journey after my accident, I started speaking out loud to God directly. Beautiful. And I don't know if anyone's told to pray out loud to themselves, by themselves throughout the day. If, if they were told that, or we were told that when we were younger, I missed the memo. Um,
0: <laughs> That's good.
1: But when I started doing it, life really started shifting for me because I'm like, I'm in this thankful co-creation and even creating commands at the start of the day, Mm. like a very clear and formative and, you know, just a co-creative supportive way. And like you say, with the voice too, it's like, it really is our, our life force vibrating and moving through us yes. and it goes somewhere. So if we, if we keep that energy trapped in our body and those words trapped in our body, where are they going? They're not going mm-hmm. anywhere. Right. So if we want to create right. we to be in connection with God. We get to use our voice. So good. Really is, Make sure that those words are on point.
0: That is such so a they, good they, word. That is such a good word. And there, there's such a different frequency. Yeah. Praying in our, silently or praying out loud. And it's interesting. Actually, before I started this, I'm like, what do I want this show to be different? Like, who am I? I've seen who am I? What is the lucas Lucasmax show? And and I'm gonna do this if, if you're okay with this at the end. And I think this is what I'm gonna implement. So I'm gonna pray for my guests at the end of each show and just create this resonance in the world of of a different And everyone, I I think if they've listened, I'm not religious. There's no like religion, you know, yes, I love the Bible. Yes. I love so many Jewish safers and, and, uh, but I love God really. I, I really love God. And I don't believe God, uh, created religion. I believe that man tried to organize a society with different frameworks and structures and, maybe it was a benevolent desire. Maybe we needed framework and structure to scale our whatever businesses and, you know, work and passions. I don't know, perhaps, but definitely it has been used in the counter in a benevolent, uh, fashion certainly. And so, but I'm going to pray at the end. I'm glad we're talking about this is, and there's a, there's an old, um, gosh, when did he die? He was a chaplain in the civil war for the Confederate South. He just happened to live in the South, but he was a chaplain. His name was EM bounds. I don't know what EM stands for. I don't remember, but EM bounds. And he wrote this book on praying and the significance. And I've never read, I've read so many books about prayer, but it just seems almost like pop culture. This guy was like, he was a mystic. And so he would write all about what praying is. And he said, the greatest occupation a person can hold is to become a prayer, Yes. A pray Indeed. hyphen or a prayer. And I'm like, that's yeah. so cool, a prayer. Yeah, yes. and there's this other musician that passed away in I think 1982, uh, his name was Keith. That was a great year. Yeah, it was a <laughs> good year, that's right. The beginning of the elder millennial era that we, um, and uh, he said, he wrote this song, um, And the start is um, make my life a prayer to you. Mm -hmm. I want to do what you've asked me to no compromise and no white lies. um, Mm -hmm. No token prayers, no compromise or something, but make my life a prayer. I'm like, that's such a beautiful sentiment, like, but audibly to do it versus just this inner.
1: Totally. One of the things that I really, admire about you and I acknowledge you for is your ability to remember what you read and be able to share it. I read as well. However, like I've had two concussions in my life and I had one when I was 16. I got another one in 2018. I don't even know how old I was, 30 something. Um, But it makes you not stay awake. So anytime I would try to read a book, I'm like, oh my gosh, I can only read so much. I'd have to reread it. And my point is, it's great to have people like you who can reflect things back and even if you can't read, if you're someone who's listening to this and you're like, I fall asleep reading, know that anytime you listen to someone else share something, it will tap something inside of you and you will just automatically know, like a lot of the things I share, I didn't read them. I just remembered them, right? Yeah.
0: And yeah. it's
1: a gift of like being in harmony with your body and being in relationship and interaction with other people. Because that's what we're here for, really. Like everybody learns differently. Yes. Everybody has different gifts to share. Yes. And that's just, it's, that's why it's so important to be you and also be in connection and not beat yourself up for like, not being able to remember. Right. Exactly. Yeah. We all have
0: our different beautiful gifts. I I have a, thank you for (laughs) saying, I acknowledge that. Thank you. I have, there's a reason why I can remember. And I'll tell you this crazy story. I don't know if I've ever shared this on the podcast, but I paid my entire way through college. So I went to a community college first two years, and then I went transferred to the university of Washington in Seattle. And I was working. I had five w twos every single year working, hustling, doing whatever I could. And um, I was living, uh, renting this house uh, renting a room in this house. And I was just running out of money. I could not work enough. Um, I just, couldn't make more money to pay for school and to pay for um, my rent and everything and gas. And and I was doing young life. So I was driving an hour North uh, all the time. So I couldn't afford my college books. So I didn't buy school books. So I'm at the university of Washington. I didn't have enough money for, for books. And so I was trying to take really good notes, but I'm not a good note taker. <laughs> so I was literally trying to study. I was studying in study groups. I was taking the best notes I could um and I was struggling in all my classes and I'm like, what is going on And I'm like, God I need to remember these notes better. I need to remember and, and I'm I'll never forget this day I'm praying I can see exactly where I'm in this room. it's kind of sunny it's on a Saturday morning And I was like, God, I cannot recall what I'm studying And he said, ask me for an ability to retain information. Oh my 100%. gosh i'll never forget. i'm like what whoa so every morning from that day on from every morning and i used to have this very formulaic prayer but i'd ask god to take my mind away please give me your mind filled infinitely with your thoughts your wisdom your discernment your discretion your knowledge your understanding your ability to retain information I'm not kidding. From that day on, from literally that day, I started praying that I could retain. It was like, it was was weird. It was wild. It was like miraculous. I'm like, all because I didn't have, I mean, I literally is like, had no solution to continue what I was doing. And then I heard God say, ask me for an ability to retain information. And I'm like,
1: I have chills right now.
0: It was wild. And so thank you, but it really is not me. It's God gave me this gift that he told me to ask for
1: he and you allowed yourself to be open to receiving that Mm. and then are in commanding and co-creating and verbal relationship which what you were saying in terms of the that statement that's what i do each morning in terms of like god grant me or thank you for just like a commanding statement and you'd be surprised at what happens on the days that, that i really mean it right Yes. so Yes. I mean, we get to listen. We get to be instruments for flow through um, what God has to say. We're here to walk out His mm. will on earth. Yes. Sometimes it might not make sense, which is kind of like career wise, <laughs> what I was saying at the start. I'm like, okay, I have this good position. People respect it, quote unquote, good money, but something just doesn't feel right, right? right. So then you get to move on. It's like receiving these messages from God. You. You get to respond to the call when the call happens.
0: Mm. So it's so good. The, the journey that we're all taking, it's, it's beautiful. And that's why I love the podcast and, and talking with so many beautiful souls. Even you're from Canada. I'm from, you know, Seattle, you're in Saskatchewan Uh and I'm from Seattle, Washington, but we, end up at the same emotional intelligence program. Then oh we, we spread out and are in different places in the world right now. Right. Here we are coming back together. And it's like, we're really this giant, beautiful soul family spread all over the world. And I saw this at ALA when, when I, I used to not get visions. I, I've had all these interesting spiritual. I feel like um, well no like um like ele- i was gonna say like elementary school middle school high school like i used to disassociate like, to survive growing up i would fly float over my body I'd just see myself so that was like i'd have these spiritual understandings like when i'm out of my body most of the time and then when i was in high school i started getting um, audible things told to me And then visions. But when ALA, I started getting a lot more visions in my late thirties and early forties and at ALA, I, I saw like little glowing embers, like campfires spread all over the country and it spread all over the world all over. I mean, it was so beautiful. And I realized, oh, that's the soul family. We were not all like in this condensed, you know, living in the same area. We may someday, how beautiful would that be? But right now we have this mission to hold light and it's just such a beautiful sentiment. It feels good to me.
1: It's beautiful. And while you were saying that the most kind of random thing came to me, I was at Coldplay concert in September and like, they have like all their stars that light up and this and the next thing. And like, I liked the band before but I really didn't know a lot about them. And then my neighbors who know the drummer they so they're from the UK. They were like, come with us. I'm like, okay. So I went and I, it was the most euphoric experience. It was insane. Like I was like, I was like, I could not get out of this like sober high from like between Saturday and Thursday. I just like, I couldn't come down. And so I was doing these deep dives on like Chris Martin and him just speaking about he and the band and everything. And a lot of his music is very spiritual, which yes. I did not know before. Mm-hmm. And he's, mm-hmm. he's someone who's, he calls himself like an altheist which is like similar to you and I like yeah. God and oneness and connection. And just, they always talk about like how their music is a, a gift from God that they receive. And they're here to spread this and create this ripple effect. And that's the, my point is when we were doing ALA and all of the embers that you talk about, Yes, it is this universal ripple effect. Like we all touch so many people in beautiful, impactful ways. And then they touch the next person and, I think even what what the cool thing is too it's like even if we don't know what the meaning is of why we're attracted to something or someone mm-hmm. when you kind of like open your ears or open your eyes to like oh my gosh we are so connected for you know whatever the reason is right yes. Which is the cool thing yes. about like frequency energy right. love by yes. a frequency
0: right mm-hmm. it's really beautiful jenna uh she she said, I think it was her the first time I heard it, that energy doesn't lie. And I'm yes. like, that's such a good saying. I mean, I needed to hear that because I've been constantly living in a gaslit life my whole life. And then my journey has been reclaiming, like even naming this podcast by name, like I, was, I would never have done it. I was so afraid to like come back and like claim Amen. my life and energy doesn't lie and it's so beautiful and like when we can trust ourselves and we can trust oh that inner voice of like oh this is an alignment or that's not an alignment
1: it's true and the i think one of the important things for everyone to realize about themselves as well like you saying it you're you're claiming this and you're embodying this and you are this that that in itself sends out a different message and vibration and energy and yesterday i was in person at a meeting and didn't really know what the meeting was about. I'm like, let's let's just see where we're gonna connect and have synergy. And this woman, when I when I met her at the start, she was kind of like tense and kind of like just tense. And after 30 minutes, she was like this just relaxed kind of puddle. And she's like, I don't even know what happened to me. <laughs> That's beautiful. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, I I don't know. She's like, just being around you. So sometimes it's just you, it's your energy and being a safe place for people. And allowing people to like feel safe and be comfortable and for you to listen to them. And I went into this meeting kind of like, again, having no expectations, but I'm like, I think I know the topic and I end up getting to hear this person's vision. And it's when we create connection like that, that is real and true and meaningful. That's really when we create this ease, right. And the energy that you're talking about strong and powerful that can like move mountains quite literally or just like melt away stress, which is just so cool because yeah, it's, it's being human,
0: right? Beautiful. Well, that's my experience of you too. When I listen to your stories, I'm getting right. I'm like that. I, now it's a verb. She got Sloaned. Slone. <laughs> hey. Yeah. It's so that's, that's really beautiful. Um, are you, how are you seeing like, I feel that there is a shift happening in humanity right now how from your perspective and even like where you're living and, and what a different environment that that is from you know the main mainland but what are you seeing are you observing a change or how do you feel things are going
1: i'm observing a shift in curiosity around people from People who want to learn to live from a more heart-centered space, Hmm. and my experience of them is they're stepping into more self-compassion, right? Beautiful. Because being critical of ourselves, and I apologize for the lead whacker that I. I can't
0: hear it. No, Zoom, Zoom AI, it fades it out, cuts it out. It's good.
1: Incredible, (laughs) but yeah, my experience of people and the shift that's occurring in the world. Is the curiosity to live a more heart centered way, and that starts with self compassion. Like I was saying, it's like going from a respected quote unquote profession, whether you're in you're in finance or work for a corporation, or you're a management consultant, and then you're a coach. It, it does it, it's a healer, or it doesn't even matter what you are. It's like knowing who you are and being so rock solid in that knowing and the trusting and the gifts that you have to share but like you can be more compassionate with your self and start living from a heart centered space. So I think there's a lot of people who have been doing what they've been told to do or think is the right thing to do. And they're slowly starting to unwind that as they see more people being more open, being more vulnerable, vulnerable, wanting to connect, wanting to just create healthier, happier space. Like the conversation I was having yesterday this this island that I live on is incredibly beautiful and it's known for like joy and fun and freedom. Yeah. And this woman who has such a beautiful vision, she was like, I see this this property is a world-class wellness destination, like where people can wow. come and decompress and unwind and come back to themselves. Wow. So that, that alone, I'm like, there's like a, there's a shift going on. Where people really want to like be grounded live from a more heart-centered space and, and they're just curious not everyone has, has gone through major experiences that they need to heal from right. not everybody needs to uh, but my point is not everyone finds themselves at ala right right and not right. everyone finds themselves with the tools that we've walked through and learned and live and be on a day-to-day basis but they're curious right which is why it's so important and meaningful for those of us who are committed to walking our paths to share on a daily basis. Like my Instagram stories, I try to not make them more than like three minutes a day because I'm like, I really respect people's time. And I want to kind of just remember or remind people of like, what's coming through me right now. How can I show up and be like a loving leader in the world? And just it's everyday things. Right. So like this compassionate curiosity, if we all start kind of living in that way, things slowly change. And it's a lot easier for sustainable change to stick when it's slow and steady over time. Mm. Same as like the healing modalities that I share with people. I'm like, right. you're not running a marathon or you're, you're not, you are running a marathon. You're not running a sprint. And it's just slow and steady. Right. Mm. And it's
0: that's really that's, good. Yeah, yeah. This is so really it sounds random but we just had to throw a pan away in our kitchen because it got too hot a heat and it we couldn't get the stuff off but it seems like very similar to what you're saying like you know if we have cooking too hot a heat to try to cook it quickly it really ruins the container that it holds but if you go slow and steady and let a warmer temperature hey you preserve the container but you know the food is going to be better i think and there's something yeah. to this like flash people want this like immediate. Give me the answer immediate healing as opposed to just letting tr- really it comes down to trust and trusting the process. And I, I'm this one um, coaching a younger, a younger guy right now He's 19. And I asked him, Do you have you ever seen a tree with its branches protecting the trunk? Mm-hmm. That doesn't exist in nature. The tree is wide wide open and it moves towards the sunlight and it, and it's fluid and it's releasing constantly this, that which does not serve it. And it's receiving all that it needs. And we get to do the exact same thing and release all that no longer serves us so that we can receive all that we need.
1: Exactly. It comes back to like the, the, the earth kind of thing. It's like, we're breathing ourselves in and out. Like we're breathing, we're breathing in and out life force out, breathing yes.
0: the earth in, we're breathing each other. And it's just, it's just interesting. Yeah, nah, it's amazing. It's amazing. Um, are you, um, like when the with your client, it seems like a lot of people are understanding that they have PTSD And I think we're waking up that, wait, how did you treat, how was I treated? And why did, was I told that that was like acceptable? Like when I gave my TEDx talk, you know, I opened up the talk where I have a belt in my hand and I asked, have you ever seen someone do this to a puppy? And mm-hmm. I smacked my hand. The answer obviously is no. And I said that sadly that happens every single day, not to puppies, but to children. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to wake people up like, yeah, that's ridiculous. If I saw, if any human, I believe, saw someone beating a, an innocent puppy with a belt, mm-hmm. We would. I'm sure people would call the cops. I'm sure I people would. freak out. Exactly. I, but then we've like ex- not you and I necessarily, but society has then accepted that same act mm-hmm. to be applied to innocent children as well. They just need to learn or grow, or that's the way. And like it's so. What
1: happens? What's what? I think what's happening too is like people who have been treated a certain way, and many of us growing up in the era that we did and, and yeah. still today, it's just like, we, ex- we accepted that things were a certain way and you, you treat yourself and you have this certain level of self-worth. However, when you get around other people who see the light in you and see the good in you and we're, and have, can reflect something back to you, like, no, that, that wasn't okay. Like, no, that's not who you are. And this doesn't need to be, you know, it kind of like shakes a person into, Okay, perspective, right? Like let's change, let's change the standard in which people can treat me, right? Because people treat us how we teach them to treat us. So it really is our responsibility to be like, am I speaking favor onto me and my life and those around me and everybody in the world? Mm. Or am I living as someone who's still being punished, even though I don't even know what I was being punished for, right? right.
0: Right. That I still, I still as much healing I've done and I don't have any charge against my parents anymore. I've done like, I really feel I've completed that. And there will be times I'm on a run or I'm on a walk. Mm -hmm. And I still, I still recall getting beat for something. I have no idea what I did. And my dad would say this term all the time. He don't don't ask your mom. And I'd be like, I don't even know what a SAS. I did not, I still actually don't know his definition of SAS. I don't know. But it would happen all the time. And got to the point where it's just like, anyway, I don't know. I think about this all the time. Like, well, what was I doing? Because I have a son mm-hmm. that I think is who I would have been had I never been hurt. Like he's very sensitive, incredibly smart. He's 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 supported. Supported he's probably gonna be a great attorney because he's argumentative and I like it, but I also want him to understand how to, to use that for the appropriate times. But I'm wondering like, well, is that what I got beat for? Like, is that what I got? I don't know, but it's so weird. Cause yeah, I think a lot of people had things done to them but they don't know what, why. why. Yeah.
1: And that's the thing that we get to remind people of too. It's like what someone else did to you, there's nothing to do with you. It has everything to do with them. It's just tough sometimes if what we've heard from someone or felt from someone has been so repetitive that it's stuck in the muscle memory of our body, right? Which is why we get to like rewrite those experiences. And it takes time that that's the point. Like we can't just go to a weekend of experience and expect for it all to be gone. Like we have parts of us locked away in our subconscious in our muscle memory, in our body that over time we will access when it is safe. And mm-hmm. when those things are ready to be pushed pushed to the surface. So like the thing is that you're accessing on your run, you're you're accessing them because you have the capacity now to safely deal with them mm-hmm. and, and see, does this even make sense? Does this even matter? What am I gonna do with this? And I, like you said, you reject it, right? Yeah, you have reject
0: to that's right, reject it. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. I love first of claiming so Sloan's referring to it it my men's retreats and even in coaching when I I teach people that the cadence of nature is to release and to receive. But once Mm -hmm. we've released it all, then it is our job to reject that which no longer, like I reject and it really feels so powerful. Like I reject that. I don't don't accept your narrative, your teaching, your doctrine, your actions, your thoughts, your behavior, your words. Like that is not coming into me. I reject it. And it's such an empowering. I'm really glad that you shared
1: that. Um, this is the power of words too, that we were talking about before I learned from my therapist back in 2014, she's like, words have impact too. They land onto your body. And I'm like, right. Mm -hmm. I'm like, they do right. Like you don't necessarily need to have been physically harmed to have some deep, deeply embedded emotional impact on you. And it can happen in parent-child relationships, spousal relationships, um, being bullied, the workplace. Fortunately, I, I, that's one thing I really feel blessed for my experience of like the workplace. When I was in the workplaces, uh-huh. I had incredible experiences, incredible teams mm-hmm. that kind of built the foundation mm-hmm. for me to like have self-worth in, in my profession.
0: Mm, that's beautiful. As
1: the people who were in power at the time, they were like, because so they were predominantly male oriented industries like oil and gas and finance my superiors they were like we have your back if anyone basically like calls you down or bullies you tell them that they just can't do business with us
0: mm, I was like, that's oh, cool
1: like, that's i'm cool. more important to you than the client is i'm like whoa that's why i have so much respect for the, my upbringing in terms of the companies and the people that allowed me the opportunity to to learn from them anyways
0: mm, that's really beautiful No, no, that's really beautiful. And what something you said um, sparked this. You said words. And and I was like, word, the the word, words, W-O-R-D-S, is an anagram for sword. And why people in the English language don't understand, well, sword should be S-O-R-D, it seems like, but it's not because it's a conjunction of sharp word. The sword is the sharp word. So this is also... When I coach men, most of the men are trying to just get big and strong, which is nothing wrong with that. But I'm saying it doesn't matter how big and strong you are. If you can't speak articulately what you want, when you want, how you feel at any time to anyone, anywhere, you are not strong. You are weak. And it's the sword, the sharp word that is our most powerful tool to use in this world. And it really, I I was thinking about this the other day, I was interviewed on this podcast and they were asking me my upbringing and we were talking about a lot of different things. And when I got off the podcast, we're talking about really sexual trauma and and a lot of stuff like that, what happens to people. Um, When I got off the podcast, if if I was listening to podcasts or something came into my mind where there's these stories of kids that get abducted or women that are about to get raped. And then they talk to the, to the abuser and they start speaking to them. And I've heard many stories. I can't say it happens all the time, but there's many stories where like the abuser, they'll talk them off or away, or they'll stop. Um, And there's something to the word like, but what happens when we're afraid we don't speak. So I think so many times the victim just doesn't speak, but if we, I'm not saying anyone's fault I'm just saying it's fascinating phenomenon that though I've heard these stories the words, of people speak yeah and the words the change the frequency change the yeah
1: it's true it's it really is our our energy and vibration I've I had my own like assault experience when I was in my 20s mm. um it's it's wild and around words when I was walking around on foot after my accident because I lost my license for about 12 or 18 months. Wow. texting and driving no one do it um but i would be walking around in the dark all the time I was on foot and i was like i am divinely protected at all times and mm-hmm. i was living in both la for a couple years of that and then in vancouver which like they're good cities but there's some rough areas to both of them
0: yeah. and
1: like when you have the energy of like peace and protection harm generally stays away from you. Yeah. So I think that is so fascinating in terms of like the, the person who would have been accosted or a victim had the frequency and the power to turn around that situation. It's kind of like back to the future. Right. It's like, okay, which outcome am I going to choose?
0: Right. Right.
1: Change the scenario.
0: Do you, um, how does it feel where you're living now to be is there a different frequency? Like you mentioned, we've been, we went to San Diego, you're from Saskatchewan, it was a small town. You lived in Vancouver and LA in these bigger cities. How does it feel where you are now? And how's the energy there?
1: I really love the energy here. It feels very peaceful. It feels very harmonious. The vibration to me is respect. It's one mm. thing that I really appreciate here. There's people, people work here and people get a day off or a day or two off and that time is very sacred. Mm. Something else I really like about the vibration here is that people don't really question each other if someone says, no, I just need a day of rest or I need time for myself. There's not really this, well, why? Or, mm. you know, it's just this very calm respect. Mm. And what else I really love about here is support like people really this is this is everywhere too it's just finding your tribe kind of thing finding your people finding the people that want to support people and there's plenty of here that don't want to support each other but it's generally like people do want to be in community and create connection but overall i feel it's very harmonious like part of my decision to move here was like my nervous system just feels better here i had a god-given vision last May, just like when I was here, I had this kind of like lightning bolt vision come out of the sky. And I saw my walk myself walking around, people were laying on their backs, like in a studio, like a dance studio or a yoga studio. And I was like, well, guiding a meditation. And I'm like, mm. okay, I'm like, this means this is part of my mission to walk out on the earth. And anyway, I was like, yeah, I'm like everything about this, my body and my mind just feel better here not not everything's perfect
0: yeah sure
1: we can we it is taking cues from our body and guidance and our mind and my mind is far more clear here too and i'm like whenever i can feel my best i can better serve it's Mm -hmm. really tough to show up for other people when our system feels compromised and there's people who can feel their absolute best in the middle of a busy city and they probably go totally crazy on this island and then there's me someone who like grew up in a town of two thousand people i love city living too like i used to but yeah. I was like my soul wanted to return to somewhere that is more naturous and mm. just a little just a little different yes, so I, I think that's the importance of like acknowledging where we kind of feel our best too and gravitate mm. towards there like you guys are in texas yeah i love texas i lived there in 2006 ish and spent a lot of time there in 2005 when i worked for baker hughes and my experience of There was like love and warmth and inclusion, and the neighbors are like, "Yes, we love you. Come over. We just (laughs) make your day.
0: What can
1: we do? Can you never leave? Like, like, (laughs) that's right. No,
0: it is beautiful. Different areas and callings, and
1: so then it makes it easier to wake up and just feel good, be, be and do better in the world.
0: Yes, yeah, it's beautiful. Um. So let's talk about what you're about to release this week. And because I want everyone to sign up, Um, I've been sharing it with all my friends and I want like where did the vision come from and talk about that?
1: Absolutely. So the event and kind of wellness expo that Lucas is referring to is called Healthy Body, Happy Life. And my vision was to get together 25 or 30. It's more like 30 experts to share their expertise on how people can have different solutions to heal anxiety, heal traumatic stress, heal their nervous system. Because when I was going through what I went through, my quote unquote healing took kind of a long time. Like I I got incrementally better every two years, but it really was kind of like a six year process. Mm -hmm. And I was like, if I knew back then what I know today, my time to recovery, that was the word I used at the time would have been completely different. And while I'm grateful and I wouldn't change a thing. I know the value of time when people don't necessarily have all the resources in the world to get whatever help they're told is the best. um, I want them to know that there's another solution and there's just different options. There's so many people that are sharing their expertise. It's like 30 minutes kind of like podcast style interviews that we're sharing of different healing modalities, but there's so many things there is just Many things around like health, wealth, relationships, art therapy, dream therapy, human Mm. design, um, spirituality, purpose, Mm. relationships, attachment styles, like kind of almost there's something for everyone in terms of like, if you kind of have something going on, you have a stuck point. Listening to this series, I would say that there's, there's a through point.
0: So Mm, beautiful. I can't wait. I can't wait for it. I'm seriously, I was honored to.
1: It was so much fun too. I am so grateful to have, to have hosted you and I give you so much credit because I was like, I was listening to so many of your podcasts before that recording date. And I'm like, can you just talk? Can I just put you on the spot and you can just share whatever comes to your heart? And you did and you oh. you shared phenomenally. I mm. love your episode so much. So thank you. Thank you. So much joy. Oh
0: you're you're like this velvet you have to i don't know how to describe but i just love, thank you for your energy and what you bring into the world and just thank you back and and everyone i'll put sloan's website and i'll put her instagram in the show notes and please just follow her on instagram and listen to her stories i love when i first saw you do the stories i'm like wow well, good for you like you're you're doing i i'm impressed with you and just you're doing it every day and you show up and you share. I, I'm like, and it, it just speaks to me always. I'm, like I said, I listen to him. Um, thank you daily. It feels daily anyway. So thank you. It, daily routine.
1: Yes. Part of the daily routine. It kind of feels like a personal diary. And I'm like, if this is coming up for me, whatever it is, I'm like, it's gotta be coming up for someone else. So yeah, Instagram stories is a great way to connect because, there's, there's always something and it's, it's short. It's short. It's easy. It's sweet. It's I always get, I always appreciate interacting with you there too. Mm. You're
0: the best. Thank you. Well, sis, I love you. Thank you. And Bye. before we wrap, you mind if I pray to close yes. this out and no, I'm going to do this. So father God, I thank you so much for my sweet, precious sister Sloan. I thank you for her beautiful heart and her soul. I thank you for all the love that you are pouring through her and her and into this world. And I ask for more love, more light, more healing, more truth, more goodness and beauty and, and compassion to pour forth throughout all of us, Lord. And I just pray your blessing over her and over her wellness expo. And just thank you for this time. Amen. 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 Sis. So
1: beautiful. Thank, thank you. Thank you. you.
0: I love you. Thank you. And I will talk to you very soon.
1: So much fun. Yes, please.
0: Well, dear sister, thank you again for coming on and sharing your beautiful heart and your soul with the world. Everyone. I'm so grateful to have you on this journey with me. We are going to be talking about a lot. Like I said, in the intro, this podcast is going to be about commentary on current events. It's also going to continue to bring on beautiful leaders that are making an impact in this world, helping hold space for love and light, truth, beauty, and goodness. All these things that are great virtues that are just not brought into the marketplace or the cultural narrative. They're left to the side and it's time to bring them back in. So I'm excited to continue this journey. Like I said, sign up for uh Sloan summit. I'll put the link in the show notes. So check that out. And as always, It has been a pleasure having you join me on this journey. I am Lucas Mack, and this is The Lucas Mack Show, and I'll talk to you on the next episode. Thank you for listening. If you're struggling to break free and need support, go to my website at lucasmack.com. There you'll find resources like videos and ebooks, and also information on how to work with me for coaching. Thank you again, and I'll talk to you soon.